Live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel, it's Inside the Jets. Brought to you by EY, building a better working world. And by M&T Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Now, here's Eric Allen and Eric Coleman. Okay, welcome to Inside the Jets. We're broadcasting live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. It is Veterans Day. We are honoring all the persons serving at home and abroad in the United States Armed Forces and those veterans who have served at times in war and in peace. Today, there are nearly 20 million veterans in the United States. Just think about that for a second. Um, and we have a great contingent of military members here tonight from Fort Hamilton in Brooklyn, New York. They are behind me. Give them a round of applause. We thank everyone for their service and sacrifice. Every day in the United States should be Veterans Day. We have an unbelievably packed show as Lieutenant Colonel Whitney Jensen is here alongside myself and Eric Coleman. Later, we will be joined by four members of the Jets Defense Alliance, Steve McClendon, Henry Anderson, Lorenzo Fadakasi, and Nathan Shepard. But first off, Lieutenant Colonel Whitney Jensen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Jets celebrate Salute to Service weekend. What was the experience like for you at MetLife Stadium? I know you're a 49ers fan, Lieutenant Colonel, but you saw the Jets take care of the New York Giants yesterday. I, I did. I was actually there. And, uh, you know, the Jets have a great tradition of celebrating their military. I think they did it about a decade before the NFL embraced uh, the salute to service and yesterday was no exception it was an awesome event we got to go out to the field and uh, we got to meet some players and just really appreciate all the uh, hospitality and just being part of the day uh, lieutenant colonel uh, you mentioned you're a 49ers fan i am yes all right, they're playing the seahawks tonight <laughs> they are what do you think about the, the transition of that team and, you know, having John Lynch come over there and, and the new head coach and the things that they're doing right now? So I'm super excited um, for the team. You know, I grew up in uh, the Bay Area in the 80s, so obviously born and raised a 49ers fan. Um, we've had some tough years. We had some good years under John Harbaugh, and I'm just really excited what Lynch is doing right now. Um, I love uh, the offense and, you know, I hope that uh, we're able to do it today against our arch rivals, the Seahawks. And, and I know this is inside the Jets, but I'm from Sacramento originally, so oh, I grew up a Niners on. fan like as well. So. Talk here. <laughs> what, what, what did you think about the environment at MetLife? Because the Jets and the Giants only play once every four years in right. the regular season. You said you grew up in the Bay Area, so you're accustomed to the uh, rivalry between the 49ers and the Raiders, of course. Yes. Um, so, you know, the Raiders were in L.A. when I was growing up, and then they moved back to Oakland. But um, so, you know, last night or yesterday was fantastic. Um, you know, anytime you get two teams that are from the same city together, I think it's great. Yeah, the, the stadium was split um, half and half. You know, you, you had Jets fans and Giants fans just both going at it. It was a great fight fight to the end um, by two teams that are having, you know, not a, not the most spectacular season, but, you know, you, you wouldn't have been able to tell it yesterday. So I really enjoyed the game. I thought it was awesome energy and, you know, thank 
thank goodness the Jets uh, pulled through. So J E T S, right? Yeah, there we go. We had a had a big win yesterday. Uh, can you talk about you know obviously uh, in the armed forces it's it's life or death. There's a lot of sacrifices that everyone makes, uh, but there are some similarities of sports, in, in particular the game of football. Can you talk about some of those similarities? Right. So um, I always tell everybody I'm a huge sports fan, so I always use sports analogies all the time. And I always tell everybody that, you know, um, life is a team sport and the Army is a team sport. And, um, you know, you can't do life and you can't do the Army on your own. Um, sometimes you're the quarterback, sometimes you're the lineman. And, you know, you try to make a play, though, uh, if you're the quarterback and you don't have a good line, you know, holding you there. You know, and at the end of the day, we're all trying to get the ball down the field to put a W in the win column. And that's, that's what I always say to all my folks is that the Army is a team sport. And, you know, you're out there in, in combat all the time, um, you know, similar to, to being in a game. And... Um, you know, it's just... It's, it's all about the collective. It is. There's no doubt about that. Now, the great contingent behind us from Fort Hamilton in Brooklyn, New York, what do you do in terms of your position? So I'm the battalion commander for the New York City Recruiting Battalion, um, and we recruit uh, the, the nation's best from New York City and Long Island and Westchester County, all the five boroughs, um, and quality... Quality personnel. Uh, last year, we recruited about um, um, 4,000 young Americans into um, the United States Army, and a third of those had college degrees. Wow. Um, and also, we recruited about 24% uh, women and 75% of some type of minority background. Mm -hmm. So, New York City is providing the diversity that makes our Army great. Um, and the quality that makes our Army great. Why did you choose the Army yourself? And you have a fascinating story because you're an identical twin, and can you tell us what your sister's doing? So my sister does nothing uh, similar to me. She's actually a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force. Um, she's uh, stationed at the Pentagon right now, and her and her family are getting ready to actually move to Hawaii and um, start another um, chapter in her military life there. But um, I joined the Army um, as a college student to actually get money for school. Um, I always had my, my family, my grandfathers were in World War II, so we always had a really good sense of volunteerism and giving back to the community. And when it came time to pay for college, I was looking for a way to, to pay. Um, there's five kids in my family, and my parents just really didn't have the means. So um, the Army was, was an option, and I absolutely fell in love with it. And I'll tell you why. It's because of the discipline and camaraderie and, you know, the teamwork that is all part of the Army and also that you can be anything that you want to be. Um, it doesn't matter what kind of background you're, you're from. It doesn't matter how much money you make. If you put the effort in and you put the work in, you can get promoted, you can get recognized. And the Army is just a great, a great life. And, um, you know, 23 years later, here I am. 23 years, yes. wow. Yeah, and I never would have Amazing. thought that, but 23 years later, here I am, and um, I command a great contingent of personnel. Some of them are behind me, again, recruiting the next generation um, of Army service members that are all contributing to what we're celebrating today, which is Veterans Day. Yeah. Well, you, uh, being, uh, being uh, in a recruiting position uh, with these young folks that you're recruiting to come into the Army, uh, how, is, how have things changed? You know, how has your approach changed to those young men and women who are you know, coming out of high school and maybe in college uh, who are thinking about joining the Army? So um, we just started a new campaign the Army did. It's called What's Your Warrior? And it really 
um, talks about the diversity and the skills that we need for today's Army. Um, we need smart, intelligent personnel that can be adaptable and flexible. Um, today's youth uh, are absolutely up to that challenge. Um, they are they're, they're ready to, again, contribute to that legacy. Um, you know, and, and really it comes just back down to giving back to the community and service. Um, and again, building that diversity that, that makes America great. America deserves to have uh, a army that represents the diversity that, that is United States of America. And, and New York City absolutely is an amazing um, uh, example part. of that. Yes, yeah, 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 no, absolutely. It is a melting point part. Uh, uh, pot. Uh, inside the Jets presented by EY, Building a Better Working World, Lieutenant Colonel Whitney Jensen is doing just that with the Army. 9-11, um, we were talking about it before we came on air. Um, you were actually stationed overseas at, that, at that time. Yes. And unfortunately, you, you had a family member involved. Yeah, um, my aunt, uh, my dad's brother's wife, uh, was on the plane that crashed into the Pentagon. And, um, you know, it was a very emotional day, and, it, and it's a very emotional day every, every year. Um, this is the first year I got to spend in New York on 9-11, and I will say that the connection that I felt with the citizens of New York, I've never felt that before. Anywhere else I've been stationed, um, there was definitely a, a mutual... Um, Remembrance and, and sadness uh, on that day this year that I got to celebrate with fellow New Yorkers. Um, but I but I celebrate that because you know it just talks about overcoming adversity and um, you know knowing that America can can persevere and that's what makes America great. Yeah. And, and being an active you know lieutenant colonel in the army, uh, can you talk about what Veterans Day means to you? So Veterans Day to me means that I'm part of the greater legacy that is uh, everything that our country represents. So, um, you know, over 200 years ago, we had uh, men and women that answered the nation's call. And today we have men and women that answered the nation's call. Uh, and just to be a part of that greater legacy and celebrate everybody's service to country. And, you know, everyone serves, not just the military members, but also the families as well. They serve as well. So, you know, um, just being part of that and being part of that greater family, uh, there's no greater feeling of accomplishment in life than knowing that you're giving back to the country that, that you love. Is there a rivalry between you and your sister? Uh, absolutely. Yeah? <laughs> talk, talk about Air Force and Army and how that works so, at the house. I mean, I won't even go back to Air Force and Army. I mean, we, we did sports our whole life. Yeah. We're always competing against each other. Um, yeah, we're always going back and forth. And actually, I have two brother-in-laws that are also in the Air Force. Um, and I'm the lone Army person. But they all know the, who the senior service is. So that's the Army. <laughs> uh, tw 23 years. How long do you think you're going to do it? You know, I keep saying that uh, I'm going to do it until the Army stops promoting me. Um, <laughs> but honestly, I will say, you know, I absolutely love what I do. Um, I love, uh, you know, being around these soldiers and, um, you know, leading them and, and, you know, hearing their stories. You know, every single one of them has an amazing story to tell about why they joined the Army, but more importantly, why they stayed in the Army. And um, I tell them to share that with potential recruits and share that with potential um, family members and personnel 
you know, a lot of people don't know uh, what the Army can do. There's 150 different ways to serve. 100% um, of those have some type of civilian credentials that can transfer. You can get up to $40,000 uh, for signing bonuses, um, you know, 30 days paid vacation, um, and then $4,000 tuition assistance a year. You know, you, you, and then you're also learning resilience and discipline and skills that can transfer into the civilian world. So, you know, um, the, the Army is a great choice uh, for young people. And, you know, just come by. We'll give you a card. We'll give you, we'll talk to you about some of your choices and, and uh, we'll sign you up. Well, that is Lieutenant Colonel Whitney Jensen, who will be rooting for her 49ers on tonight. But she rooted for the New York Jets I yesterday did. as yes. they pulled out their second victory of the 2019 season. We thank you so much for your time. We thank everybody who is here from Fort Hamilton. And once again, we are honoring all the veterans, current and past, 20 million veterans in the United States. It is an amazing number. It is staggering. We thank you so much for your service. And we're going to come right back here on Inside the Jets. We are broadcasting live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Six players up near the line showing blitz. And they are going to blitz. Back to throw is Daniel Jones. Hit. He's going to go down. Sacked at the three-yard line. Jordan Jenkins gets home. And now it's fourth down. Remember, remember, Jets fans, you can stream inside the Jets live through the Jets app presented by m Bank. Go to the App Store or Google Play now and search official New York Jets. Our player guest segment is presented by m Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Eric Allen and Eric Coleman, the bookends here, but we got a couple guys. Feeling real small right now. I'm feeling tiny. <laughs> My mom's over here. She says, you always look uh, very small next to some of these guys. And uh, enter Steve McClendon and Henry Goose Anderson. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, appreciate y'all having for, uh, for joining us. Listen, fellas, give them a round. Don't be shy here, Got Vanderbilt. Got last night. Got to give them a round. Come on now. 13 carries for Saquon Barkley. One yard. Steve, how did you guys do it? <laughs> We just stuck to the game plan. Uh, we knew he was a dynamic runner, and we knew we had to make him stop his feet early and often and hit him when we had a chance. And when we did hit him, just, just make sure we swarm to him and put many bodies on him. And just hopefully we can just let that wear down on him as the game went on. And, and when you talk about stop his feet, uh, you're talking about when he gets that handoff, you don't want him running downhill. You want him to change direction while in the backfield to yes. kind of slow him down. Yes. Is that what you mean? Okay. Yes. Now, I mean, the, the game plan was amazing. Uh, you know, you guys were, were dominant up front. Uh, what, was, listen, I know it's another opponent. You're playing the New York Giants, but I know it's the next opponent. But was there a little bit extra, or, or was it just a normal game for you? Uh, for me, it was just another game, but I could feel in the energy last night that it, I mean, yesterday it was most definitely just because it was New York Giants. Yeah. It, it, it was in the air. It was most definitely in the air. And, uh, Plus, you get to see, you know, some of you guys that you, you played with, played against in college and in the pros as well. Um, for me, it was just exciting just to see that type of atmosphere, um, blue and green mm -hmm. everywhere. <laughs> uh, Henry, I would ask you as I lose my mic here, 
what, uh, talking about the atmosphere, and Steve just mentioned some teammates passed, okay? So I, th I think of about the big cat, Leonard, yeah. Leonard Williams. So he's playing with the Giants now. What is happening with you guys from a defensive line perspective? And I want to start, uh, start with you, Goose, because the depth up front it has really been something, and you two are veterans up there, and these young guys continue to progress. We're talking to Fulorenzo Fadakasi later. Nathan Shepard off of suspension came in. Uh, the last couple games has really given you guys a boost. Kyle Phillips is an undrafted free agent out of Tennessee. He's been tremendous. Quinton Williams is a number three overall pick in the draft. So you guys make a trade sending Leonard Williams cross town. But to me, it speaks to what's developing here from that defensive line perspective. What do you guys see each day? Yeah, I mean, we see just like what you were talking about. We got a lot of depth in that room, a lot of young guys that have that have shown uh, a lot early in the season. Like you were saying, Kyle Phillips has played some really good football um, to start the season. Quinnen's uh, stepped up and made made a lot of big plays. Shep and Foley have both. Uh, I mean, Foley's been dominant against the run. Um, probably one of the better defensive linemen in the league against the run wow. uh, for the first half of the season. Um, Shep obviously made some big impact plays yesterday. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we just got talent up and down in that room. Um, I mean, even guys like practice squad, Bronson Kafusi's a heck of a football player. And we saw he, he flashed a lot in the preseason. Um, he was active and. Um, I think it just speaks to our depth that a guy like him is, is on the practice squad right now. Um, a guy who was a heck of a football player. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we just got a, a lot of guys in that room that can do different things, rush the passer um, from the inside and the outside and, and um, stop the run. So um, it's, a, it's definitely a promising room. How much pride do you take in the development of some of those young guys? I, wanna, I know I'm going to talk to Full Lorenzo about you here in a minute, but – he says, literally, if Steve asked me to run through a wall, I'll run through a wall. And I know you tell the fellas, what's the line? The gym is always open. Always. <laughs> always open. Uh, but what specifically with Fuller Runzo? Did you take him under your wing or did he seek you up? Uh, so when he came in, I just, I talked to all the rookies. And he just kind of got attached to me. So he listened, he kept following me, he kept asking me questions. And I was like, all right, he wants it. Yeah. So I, I told him to just follow me. I, I'll give you all the answers to the test. It's only up to you to answer the test, that you take the test and you do the right things. And just to watch his development from last year to this year, it's absolutely amazing. Because you normally don't see that in guys that can answer the bell that fast and early in their career. Like, like Goose said, uh, he's a very dominant guy in the run. And he's going to be very dominant in the past. It's because he's so explosive, he's so strong, and he understands the game. But he's want to be a, a student of the game even more. And that, that's, that speaks volume from the rest of the guys in the locker room and on the D-line as well. Because guys now really want to be a student of the game. They want to understand the game more so they can be better and help them be more. That's a hell of a compliment coming from both of you guys, the way you're talking about Fadakasi. When Henry Anderson says that right now he's one of the better players against the run, not in the division, not in the conference, but in the National Football League. It's true. 
Yeah. So, so I got to ask both of you guys this question. As a defensive back, there are times in the game where, you, where you're facing the opponent and you're like, man, we get, I can see it in their eyes. We're going to lock them down. We're going to challenge them you know, all game. I think we have an edge. Is it like that on the defensive line? And what was it that you guys saw yesterday? I'm not trying to call anyone out on the other side of town, but it seemed like everyone had it going yesterday and that you maybe saw something within their scheme that was like, all right, it's go time. Yeah, I mean, our coaches did a good job of the week of preparation, um, laying out kind of what they what they want to do on offense um, and how we can have success if we if we go out and execute. Uh, we did a good job executing on Sunday. Um, you know, we knew that they wanted to get Saquon going, and he, and he likes to. Um, obviously, he's a hard dude to bring down. Um, we had to swarm to him, like Steve was talking about. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's just one of those things where we had success early, and once you have success early, you know how it goes. Like everyone just kind of feeds off that. You get into a groove, you get rolling. Everybody starts to you know feel this, bring the same energy like every play, um, and just feed off of everybody else's uh, playmaking. So we started early, and we 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 shut down the run pretty early, and I think it just kind of. Um, it just kind of fueled the, the defense for the rest of the game. Steve, what did it mean to you that you guys took that early lead, 14-0, they came back, they landed some blows, they were up 27-21, but the way you finished the football game, 10-0 in the fourth quarter, shutting them out down the stretch, and you yourself had a big hand in that with the sack light. To be honest, we was just going to stick to the game plan. Like, we felt the energy from the first snap. Like I said before, uh, for me, when I look across the line, if you show any weakness, any desire to quit, or you fatigue, that's only going to feed us more energy. And I, I felt like yesterday, when we have 11 guys on defense feeling, I'm talking about feeling invincible, Everybody that stepped on the field had no doubt. Then when you look across the side of the ball, they just didn't have the same energy as we did. Um, not taking any shots at anyone. It's just a simple fact, our energy was unmatched yesterday. And I feel like that's what drove us to be even like better. That's why I know, like I told the guys, I was like, listen, man, me and Jamal both said, step your game up these last four or five minutes in the game. Level up. Level up right now. And the guys answered. When you can say something on the sideline and the guys take it onto the field, that's when you know you have something special. And that's what, that's what happened yesterday. I mean, it was totally, totally just different energy. Hmm. You know, we watched them de their defense get a stop. We'll go on the field, get a stop. Their offense will make a play. Our offense will make a play. And then special teams will go out there and cover the defense go out there and make a stop. It's just like who was going to last the longest with the, the best energy. And I feel like that's what happened with us. We just lasted longer with better energy. And, and you mentioned Jamal Adams. I mean, he had one, one heck of a game yesterday, and it seemed like he really cranked his energy up. How much do the guys feed off of Jamal's energy as well? Obviously, you know, the guys feed off you up front. But on that back end, how, how do you feed off Jamal? Well, Jamal always says this one thing. He don't really, he's really trying not to give too many speeches, but when he do, he's like, match my, match my energy, match my intensity, match my will, match my will to fight today. And when he says that, you know he's on. Yeah. You know he's on. <laughs> like, so, like I told him, I said, man, just stay calm. 
and play your style of football. Then once we get on the field, you can hear. You know it's, you know it's, you know it's like one of those moments like he's about to do something because mm -hmm. you'll start hearing him. And then it just seemed like the moments that you saw yesterday. But, like, that's just not – it's just not him. Mm -hmm. You know, on that play, that one big play when he scored, like, I went back and looked at it today. You should have seen how many people were in the quarterback face. Goose, Foley, uh, like, it was just like everybody. He had nowhere to go, absolutely nowhere to go. So, once he took that ball, we just knew it was part of the end zone. But what's so funny about it, right before we took the field, I told, I told everybody, I said, we need a pitcher in the end zone. And he was like, okay, I got you, big bro. I said, no, we need it right now. <laughs> and we went out there and we did it. That's we cool. Henry, how do you guys carry this over now? Like Steve was talking about that feeling, the emotion that you guys had it and you weren't going to let anybody take it away from you. Now as you go to Washington and try to secure a second consecutive victory against Adrian Peterson, the Wiley veteran, you know what he's going to bring to the table, and a rookie quarterback in Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think obviously enjoy this win 24 hours. Uh, and then, I mean, build off, build off the positives that we showed in this, in this game. I think we did a good job obviously stopping the run. Um, we need to do a better job, um, you know, up front, I think, running out of the stack. They, they had some explosive passes against us yesterday, um, and I think we got to, you know, continue to work on that. Uh, and as, up front, I mean, we're always trying to, to get better at um, getting after the passer. So, I mean, just build off the, build off the positives, try to look at the, the things we can work on, um, and, you know, just, just get ready for uh, a tough opponent in, in Washington and, uh, yeah, I mean, get ready to go. We got to have a good week of preparation. But listen, I'll tell you what, it's going to go a long way if you guys keep on playing like you did yesterday and the way you're playing against the run because you're making teams one dimensional. Six sacks against the Giants. And now, like I said before, Dwayne Haskins, rookie quarterback, making his second NFL start. So let's see if you guys can keep it up. As always, you bring it here on Inside the Jets. We thank you both for joining us. We're going to bring in a couple of the young studs along that defensive line coming out. That's full of runs of and Nathan Shepard. You are listening to Inside the Jets on ESPN Radio. Darnold takes the snap. Four-man rush. Looks left under pressure. Bullets one over the middle. And he's got Crowder at the 10. Cuts it back. And the Jets have an early two-touchdown lead. Welcome back to Inside the Jets. We are broadcasting live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Eric Allen alongside Eric Coleman. Loaded show tonight uh, as we're being joined now by both Fularonzo Fadakasi, you can call him Foley, or, and also another defensive lineman. Nathan Shepard is defensive lineman night here at Vanderbilt. Uh, so make sure if the, for the folks in attendance, you got your food because these guys can eat. Uh, <laughs> fellas, thank you so much for joining us. What's up, Appreciate man? It. Appreciate it. Hey, uh, okay. Tell me what's happening up front. Uh, right now, you guys are dominating, and we saw that against the Giants. In terms of that rush defense, 
No team better than the National Football League. You're second in the NFL in terms of yards per game, but I look at it yards per carry, 3.0. And Saquon Barkley, 13 carries, one yard. He's going to play a long time in the NFL. He He's will. a Hall of Fame talent. He will. He'll he never is. have a stat line like that again. Never. What's happening up front? Man, uh, <laughs> shoot. I just, I would just say we're just locking in and uh, take taking advantage of the opportunities that we're getting and um, sticking to the game plan and, yeah. just, and just pretty much just going. What about great. you, Shep? It was great. Um, I think we definitely gained a little bit of momentum this last fast game. And uh, I think a lot of success was just part of the fact that we continued with that and didn't let didn't let the ball stop rolling. First career sack for you. Yes, sir. And, and, and you probably should have had a second one, but there was a penalty in the defensive backfield. So <laughs> let's talk about your first career sack. Uh, take us through the play. Okay, so after the game, I honestly didn't remember anything. Um, <laughs> let's blurry. see. So actually, I'll talk about the first one that I actually thought I got before yep. um, before the penalty. So. Had a pleasure going against Will Hernandez. Um, I first went against him in, it was like the Senior Bowl uh, prior to the draft. And not a lot of people know this, but I actually broke my hand going up against him. That's right, because you were having an impressive Senior Bowl. There. They were like, who's this guy from Fort Hayes State? Yeah, and like I literally went up against him. Again, he's a freight train, boom, <laughs> and my hand just broke. And I was like, Dang, that was the first time I actually, like, broke something, had a serious injury football-wise. And it was just really crazy to come full circle and see, hey, you know, against the same similar, same competition, be able to be successful later on. So that was just, like, something on, you know, I can pat myself on the back and just remember that, you know, whatever adversities you face, just, you know, to keep, keep um, working through that because you never know how things are going to pan out in the future. But the, the sack itself... Oh, yeah. the actual sack yeah. itself. Um, you just said you just kept on coming. On the yeah, the just push up the middle. Yeah, so I mean, we just we just work on staying in our rush lanes, and I mean, we work as a cohesive unit. I know Jordan Jenkins. He's I don't think he was able to make it tonight, but like when I looked at the film, he was able to get the first pressure there and actually had a hand on the jersey, forced quarterback to step up in the pocket, and I was in my rush lanes and was able to, you know, benefit from that. So like. I was able to come up with a stat, but it's definitely a group effort for sure, 100%. I mean, you look at Jamal's amazing play, like ridiculous. But if you look at Fo like if you look at the play, the reason the quarterback wasn't able to escape is because Foley had pushed back the O lineman right into his lap. Jamal just comes in, so it's complimentary football. What is going on with you right now? You're breaking out, man. Yeah, you had two veterans up here right now who don't throw around praise too often because. You know, Steve, you've latched on to Big Steve, and, you know, he just wants everybody to keep their head down, keep working. But they just said, Henry Anderson just said, you are one of the better, best run stuffers in the National Football League. And McClendon echoed those sentiments. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, <laughs> you know, it's an honor to be respected by my teammates like that. Um, but um, one thing that... Uh, always echoes in our ears that the work never stops and you just always have to progress forward and continue to work. You know, um, it's great to be respected by others, but, you know, if you stop the work, you know, you can 
you won't benefit as much, you know what I'm saying? You won't do as well as you'd want to do. So um, one thing we definitely take from Big Steve, you know, and all the other vets in the room, and one thing as a, as a collective unit that we agree on is that we must continue to work. We must continue to take, take steps forward. So um, that's pretty much the mindset in that, in that sense. Absolutely. They say success is rented. You got to pay rent every day when you go to work. Yeah, uh, but uh, so obviously it was probably strange for you guys coming into the league. Leonard Williams has always been in your room and seeing him on the other side. It must have been strange. But when I think of the, them trading Leonard Williams over to the Giants, that must speak for the confidence they have in you young players. Mm -hmm. How much how do you take that as a challenge? Do you take it as a challenge when they send Leonard somewhere and say, listen, we got to step it up because it really looked like you guys stepped up your game yesterday against the Giants. I mean, really, um, something that I feel like we would all agree on is something that uh, I believe that we uh, that we agree on is that uh, Leo's obviously was a big part of our room, Very much and you so. know, and and him leaving, you know, was a big part that was leaving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But one thing I know for a fact that Leo wouldn't want he wouldn't want us to take a step back. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Because Leo had the same mindset in us, mm -hmm. like moving forward. Make sure you guys move for, move forward. The show must go on. You know what I'm saying? Whether I'm there or not. 100%. You know, and um, you know, uh, that's just that's just you know how it is. Mm -hmm. To add on that, you know, um, when I got the news, first thing that came to my mind, or first or second thing that came to my mind, is like, yo, football, NFL, beautiful sport, <laughs> beautiful sport, right. ugly business. You know, so. Um, definitely very difficult to to like bond with someone to have someone mentor you and then to initially it's like it's very difficult to see them leave but then on the other side it's like I mean he's not dead you know what I mean yeah. he has been given another opportunity, opportunity somewhere else to perform so I'm like why 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 harp on that why be upset about that um, you know all good things come to an end you know, we know this to be true, and it just made the time being able to learn from him, um, work, you know, underneath him and, and, and watch him just that much more valuable. We've got about 55 seconds until break. This is a loaded question, but got to ask it. How have you guys individually grown from your rookie years when you played one game? I think you were active one game. And also the professional maturity because you owned up to something, a mistake you made that kept you suspended for six games, and you seem like a different person. So, I, I mean, that's loaded. So we got 20 seconds. So I don't even know if you all can handle that in 20 seconds. Uh, can we keep you on for another segment maybe? You, you, you start off. I need to think about this. And, uh yeah, I actually do need some time to think about yeah, that, too. Yeah, yeah, so you guys think about this. We're going to bring you back after the break uh, for our final segment here on Inside the Jets. You are listening to Inside the Jets on ESPN New York. Sam Darnold takes the snap, gives the bell, up the middle, at the goal line, he's in. That's a Jet touchdown. Le'Veon Bell goes over from one yard out, and the Jets retake the lead. Eight seconds gone by, fourth quarter. Jets reward members, don't forget to enter the code CATCH. C-A-T-C-H. Steve? I just lost my mic. C-A-T-C-H in your Jets rewards portal during the show to earn 100 points. That is CATCH. 
for you Jets reward members. You're listening to Inside the Jets. We're broadcasting live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Absolutely loaded show. Lieutenant Colonel Whitney Jensen was here as we're celebrating Veterans Day. And Steve McClendon, Henry Anderson, uh, Eric Allen alongside Eric Coleman, Folorenzo Fadakasi, and Nathan Shepard on for a second segment. I left you guys to think about this before the break. Let's talk about professional maturity. Folorenzo, starting with you. You played, you were a six-round pick. You played one game. A lot of players in the National Football League would be buried mentally after that. But instead, you became a better player, and you are a valuable piece of this defensive line rotation. Where do you point to in terms of your growth? How did that happen, and were you ever mentally down in terms of it's not coming right now? Um. Well, first and foremost, I'd like the person to say that is it was not by my strength, and I'm a person of faith, and I feel like, you know, through my faith that I was able to overcome, you know, just the, just the, the little bit of adversities, you know, with that. And um, I just understood that I'd have to just continue to keep my head down and to keep chopping and to keep working, and that's something that, you know, Steve and, like, the rest of the vets and even the entire room, like, we believe in is just to keep chopping. So I believe that, uh, you know, being able to look in the face of adversity and be able to smile and, and to keep working is what really allowed me to grow, you know, and, and, and having a great group of guys around me to continue to mold me and to continue to just mold my, my mindset um, is what really helped me. Was there a, spe a specific moment where that light turned on and you said, you know what, it's coming right now, it's coming? Um, I just had to just really just work on just continuing to be patient. And continue to and continue to work and continue to ask questions and to continue to be persistent, you know. And um, I felt like, hey, you know, the more I stay prepared, you know, what I mean, I won't have to. Uh, it won't be no lag. There won't be any lag. So I just stayed prepared and stayed on top of my preparation. How about you, Shep? Six-game suspension to start the year. You were third-round pick for Fort Hayes State in 2018. You openly, you were open about this. You took, said you took a banned substance. Wasn't feeling about confident about where you were physically. Mm -hmm. uh, instead of putting your head down, you picked yourself up. How have you changed as a guy from what happened? Well, I would say, I would say I definitely didn't start by picking my head up at first. You know, um, I guess in order to pick your head up, your head has to be down. So I do want to start at where that, um, where I was with that. I remember when I found out and having to go tell my coaches. Um, like again, it was still too surreal to fathom like what was going to happen or how my emotions were going to be. But I mean, I, I always remember after I told Coach Gates, he was like, "So what now? What was his biggest, his biggest thing that he preached to me?" And taking what I took away from that is just like, okay, this has happened. How are you going to determine what happens next? Like, how are you going to write history? You know. And part of me, you know, my part of the process that I went through, and. Um, you know, the disappointment that I had with the, you know, having to suffer, suffer these consequences just helped propel me to be like, look, you can write this wrong by your performance on the field. So it just came into like, as much as you dislike what's going on right now, you can go ahead and rewrite that when you get back. So 
it was basically I, I really dislike what's going on right now. So let me just put all that effort into you know giving to my team the best that I can. And how much you know both for both of you players, uh, you know how much did you lean on your group? You know I know that there's a, a, a great bond in that defensive line room. You know starting with Steve McClendon, Henry Anderson. Uh, you know how did you lean on each other and how did you continue to push each other uh, through that? Through those tough times that you may have had and through the success man we we have some great some great great guys in the room starting off with you know the og you know steve you know um man like keeping each other accountable you know what i'm saying being real with one another with one another not lying to one another but then again understanding that you know we're all humans and we need to pick each other up so i would say man the love in that room and the camaraderie in our room is what keeps us you know a tight-knit group yeah well I also want to commend you guys, you know, being young players and finding a veteran in, the, in your position group mm -hmm. to, to get in his pocket, to learn the tricks of the trade. You know, I was fortunate when I played. I had, you know, guys from Reggie Tongue to Lawyer Malloy and Ty Law, you know, a bunch of guys. Every team, it seems like, that I played on, there was a veteran who had been to, been to a place that I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. So I commend both of you for, you know, for searching out, seeking out that, that knowledge from those older guys. Absolutely, 100%. Um, just to add on that, I remember, like, when everything went down, Steve was the first person I told in, in the building, 100%. And, I mean, I actually remember, so when I called, the, like, you get, you, get, you get a FedEx, there's a number on it, and you're trying to figure out what's happening. And I'm on the phone with the doctor saying, you know, da-da-da, this is your test result. And Steve walks by, and he can already see in my face, like, something's going on. And maybe 30 minutes later, I go up to talk to him, and he already knows, like, yo, I can see by your face, someone's up. Let's sit down. We talk about it, and just kind of helps coaching me up. With you know, helps me find what my next step is, and from then you know things just kind of, kind of happen. What do you guys think about the matchup Sunday against the Washington Redskins? You're going to be seeing a lot of Adrian Peterson because they got a rookie quarterback making his second NFL start, and. Uh, all day still can bring it. He's been in the league for a number of years, uh, Folaronzo, but he... Listen, <laughs> AP, that is gonna be, that's going to be dope. I, I think that's going to be a very fun game because mm -hmm. watching him growing up, watching him while, uh, growing up as a kid, and he still got... I don't think he missed a step, and I think it's going to be real fun. I think it's going to be a, a really good test because, man, he's, that man's going to get a gold jacket. Yeah. Like, I mean, we were even talking about it in the locker room. Um... You know, sometimes you you look at offensive players that are, you know, very explosive and just once in a generation. And at times it's like they'll have great games and maybe other games they won't have such great games. And you look at what the defense did. Um, some people call it, you know, maybe that player, he had a bad game where he checked out or whatever. And it's like this week is like you don't make it this many years being a player who checks out. And in any game, so that's mm -mm. what I've heard. It's like, hey, no matter what, what no matter what the score is, hey, he's not checking out. So, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, just be ready to bring it. Is uh, to add on to what you're saying. I played against Adrian Peterson many times. I played in his division my last two years, and every time we played against him, I'll talk to the last time. Detroit Lions, I played for Gunther Cunningham in our meeting room. He said, we held Adrian Peterson to 25 yards on 19 carries. Mm -hmm. If we would have done that, we would have won. But those four carries where he gashed us for 110 yards, mm -hmm. that's where we lost it. Because mm -hmm. you can do everything right, 
you can, you know, continue on your assignment, he will not quit. Yep. You know, so, so you know, if I could give you any pointers, you know, I mean, you've already seen it in film. Yeah. You know, that guy, he, he has a motor. Hey. And there's a reason why he's a great one. Gentlemen, heck of a show. Keep up the great work. I mean, uh, you guys are doing your jobs, and the arrows pointed up. You can go meet Big Steve and Goose because they're waiting for you. Get yourself a meal. Uh, thank you, everybody, for coming out tonight, uh, especially the folks from Fort Hamilton in Brooklyn, New York, and Lieutenant Colonel Whitney Jensen. For Eric Coleman, I'm Eric Allen. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Mm -hmm.